with him, a crushes, dating, friendship and kissing podcast hosted by love amateurs Lex Croucher and Rosanna Hulse-Rojas. We are here to give you bad advice whether you want to make out with him, her, them, everybody or nobody. Send us your questions to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com or use hashtag makeoutwithhim on Twitter or tweet at makeoutwithhim. If possible, please include your pronouns. I realised that in the last episode I said just please include pronouns, which like... Is that what is that what you normally say? Because I just feel like it means it's like any pronoun, <laughs> any ones that you want. Yeah, just just literally. I can't even think of another pronoun right now. Your pronouns, please, in particular, not just any pronouns. Um, and include the name that you would like us to call you, or just anonymous. And if you'd like to help us out with running costs, you can support our Patreon at patreon.com/slash makeoutwithhim. Which, by the time this goes up, will be like a happy, lively, fun place, right? <laughs> don't look at me <laughs> I mean sure. no I mean there's like accountability for myself yeah if you want to inject some fun and life into it because I've got nothing nothing to give <laughs> nothing to say nothing to give I'm drained yesterday I stress bought some trousers which I'm wearing and they have an elasticated waist and Rosianna's drinking pims <laughs> I was gonna say today I stress bought some pims yes there's been a lot of stress purchasing in this house um, I say house, it's a tiny flat. We live in a five-story house, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Sorry, we're very, very rich and successful. Speaking of rich and successful, I've spent the last um, week or so watching the entirety of the first season of Love Island. I have not oh finished. Oh I forgot about this. <laughs> it's 34 episodes, they're all about an hour long, but you can skip every, like, fifth because <laughs> they're recap episodes. Lex right now, for the listeners at home, is putting her head in her hands. You know what? Originally I was putting my head in my hands, and then I saw a bit of fluff that looked like a tiny, tiny spider. And so the entire time you were talking, I was like, is it a tiny spider? Guys, it's a piece of fluff. We're gonna be okay. I'm so glad you're with us for this. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Make Out With Him. Oh my god. <laughs> Good night. Um, I can't judge you for your Love Island addiction though because i watch terrible things all the time it's so bad though it's so sexist but like so is basically all reality tv yeah it's true and also all tv (laughs) and basically everything so Um, you can't consume anything if you're going by those rules rosiana it's true i just i wish it wasn't so addictive i felt like i'm like watching a show that's created by an algorithm when i watch it as in like these are the things that are gonna push your buttons these are the things that are gonna make people keep watching I guess they literally are, like, orchestrating it in some way. I don't know Love Island. Please describe the premise of Love Island. so, sorry, that's a good point. Premise of Love Island. Firstly, it was a show that uh, first went on in 2005. That series isn't on Netflix here, but it's the the relaunch of 2016. Originally, it was called Celebrity Love Island, and it had celebrities, um, (laughs) quote-unquote, like uh, Callum Best, who's the son of footballer, George Best. Yeah. People like that. Anyway, so it had two seasons, it went, it came back, and it was a smashing success. Basically, they get, I think it's six boys and six girls on an island in usually, like, Mallorca or somewhere around that, like, near Spain. They build a massive villa, and not unlike Big Brother, they stay in that island villa, like, supervised every second of their day, every single thing that they do. Um, And the objective is that the winning couple will win 50 grand um so you have to get into a couple you yeah you're always in a, you're pretty much always in a couple you're uncoupled and recoupled throughout and there are all these oh, challenges so they force you together yeah but it doesn't you don't have to win as a couple in love you can also be a platonic couple oh i would do that then yeah but there's just like a lot of drama because like what if the person you're in a couple with 
like like someone else and wants or catches that catches feelings for you catches feelings for you it's so complicated they put new people on the island and off the island throughout there's public oh. voting oh there's God. like secret missions as well there was like one episode where two people were put onto the island they had a secret mission and they had to get into a couple within the first 24 hours and so you saw them just doing all the worst stuff to like oh it was so manipulative and then um also obviously because it's like a highly produced show they want you to have strong feelings about certain people on the show and there's one character who everyone's like oh my god she's so sly like she just comes on sly. <laughs> she's just anyway and the vocabulary is amazing the, the phrase for getting dumped is getting mugged off or um, cream pied so uh, I don't think that's what cream pied means. Then so throughout they like they say like, oh she pied me off and she pied me off from all this stuff. You're definitely sure that doesn't mean like she gave me a cheeky hand job behind no. a palm tree. No. Because that's what I off. thought at first. You were like, God, everyone's giving off. a lot of hand jobs on this show. But pied me off is uh dumping. And there's another one as well. I don't know, there's a lot of them. It's a whole vocabulary. She <laughs> at one point one of the characters called another character an absolute dog and I just <laughs> Just, oh my I just God. couldn't take it. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. What have you been watching? I don't know. My life just, you know, flit away from me. <laughs> um, and Steven Universe. And Steven Universe, a lot of. Uh, what well, I had something to show you. Oh, yeah. As Okay, so as we are recording this, this these will come out a bit late. That, like, not late, but later than it is now. <laughs> These will come We're out. not a live podcast? This is not a live podcast, and it's not even a close to live podcast, as in there will be a few weeks gap between when we recorded this and when you hear this. Um, and it's going to be the royal wedding here this so weekend. Excited. Obviously, we're all thrilled. Um, I didn't know when it was, and then was like, did I miss it? And then I was like, no, no, no. There's no way I could have missed it. Like, you, I, it's just inescapable. I've put all my trending topics on Twitter into Korean, and I still know that I would not, like, be able to miss it. Um, but I was searching for some royal wedding info because I suddenly got interested because I remembered it was happening. And I was like, well, obviously I have to care about this because I'm from England. Um, you got to tweet about it as well. Well, yeah, obviously I have to do funny tweets. That's the whole point of anything happening is yeah. me getting Twitter followers. Um, but I found a Twitter account that pretends to be Prince Harry and like lots of people believe it's actually Prince Harry. <laughs> I'm going to read you some of the tweets cause they are, Ooh, oh boy. So like, first of all, um, the Prince Harry account hashtags all of their own tweets, hashtag Prince Harry. The pinned tweet is from November and it's, she said yes, all one word, hashtag Prince Harry. <laughs> this is how the royals use social media, apparently. <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, they are all gold, like really good because he, he, I mean, who knows if it's a he, cause you know, it ain't Harry hashtags all the tweets with like hashtag royal wedding as well, because you would obviously use your own oh royal wedding hashtag if you were the prince. Um, my, one of my favorites, so most of them are kind of like, Megan and I are so excited to take a ride in Windsor on the carriage on the way to Windsor Castle, what? which is like. You know, if a child had to pretend to be the prince, this is what they would say. Like, can't wait to ride in the carriage. Um, But also really good stuff. Like, one month I'll be a wedded man. Thoughts? And then they've like listed their thoughts. This is what Harry's thinking about in the month leading up to his wedding. Number one is mommy. Like with an O. Not even trying. No. Just Put some effort in mommy. fake account. <laughs> and then the next one is anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one guest list 
Oh Which, God. fair enough, anxiety. It's a bit late. Guest but... list. I mean, yeah, it's a month to go. I think you've probably finalised the guest list. And then the last point is, making Megan Day as memorable it is Megan Day. Hashtag Megan Day. Making Megan Day as memorable as possible. I'm grateful to all of you, my grandmother, my family, Megan's parents, and all the love and support around the world. Hashtag Prince Harry. Hashtag Harry and Megan. <laughs> are we entirely sure that this person who's tweeting doesn't think they are, in fact, Prince Harry? I mean, I don't know. They, like, anytime some news or, like, information comes out about the wedding, they tweet about it as if they're, like, releasing the news, so... When they chose, apparently they chose their wedding cake designer. Yes, and that, that I did know. East London cake designer. I just read a piece about it in the New Yorker. Well, clearly you care more than I do because I was just like, all right, you've chosen someone. Cool. And um, <laughs> they tweeted like, we have chosen like this person to do our wedding cake. We are looking forward to sharing the cake with guests at our wedding at Windsor Castle on May 19th. Like, just a reminder, guys. <laughs> in just, case you didn't get the save the date, that's yeah, when it's happening. That's when it's happening. Fucking show up. Hashtag here is a hashtag exclusive. Hashtag sneak peek. Hashtag Prince Harry. Hashtag Meghan Markle. And then it's just some pictures of cakes. <laughs> An exclusive what? sneak peek. I assume it's cakes by that designer, but oh, this tickled me. How just, many followers? Uh, 34,000. Ooh. Incredible this hasn't been taken down my Twitter. Um, also... Really enjoyed. Have a happy and safe weekend. As our wedding approaches, many fake profiles are requesting gifts or money. No legitimate royal account will have the need to ask for fruitless donations. Hashtag Prince Harry. Hashtag Meghan Markle. I mean... That's my favourite one. That's like hiding in plain sight. Like, that's really bold to be like, there are all these fake accounts, guys. Obviously, I'm not one of them. Does it say parody in the bio? No. So they're really going for Fifth it. Fifth in line to the throne is the uh, line. But wouldn't you put that in? And is that accurate? Is he not sick now? After? I've got no idea. But it's Wait, like, it, it gives the postal address William. that you can send him stuff to. He's like, sick. He needs to update. First of all, somebody um, messaged him to be like, are you the real Prince Harry? And he was like, yes, please email me my email address, which was like hrhprinceharry84 at gmail.com. <laughs> Because obviously you wouldn't be able to get, you know, the first one. Because, you know. Oh my god. And I'll just end on this tweet from January 1st, which I really enjoyed. My best wishes for you. Great start for Jan. This is like always the number four. Love for Feb. Peace for March. No worries for April. Fun for May. Which, Yay! I mean, yeah, it's fun true. for May. It was, for he, May. he knew it was going to be his wedding. Of course he knew it was going to be his wedding. It was his wedding. Joy for June. But the best bit is, like, you know, you get an individual emotion or, like, experience for each month. But then he just goes, just to fit it all in one tweet, joy for June to November. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should answer some questions. Should we? I don't know. We've got off Maybe the Maybe we rails. should go on to Love Island. Uh, um, our first question comes from G. He says, hello, hi, what is the haps, etc. So happy you're back. My cat and I missed you. Well, we missed you and your cat. Mm-hmm. How do I very casually and in the coolest, subtlest way possible ask a pretty good guy friend if he'd be up for some sexy times on top of our nice friendship? We go for drinks now and again, tweet totally hilarious quips at each other. And while we don't talk all the time, we have good talks when we do IRL. We're not super close like Hermione and Ron, more like Neville and Luna, but without the DA bond. By the way, thoughts on the Luna Neville crush completely invented for the last film? Boo. Basically, he's a nice friend and I have a wee crush on him and we'd like to see if we can push things a tiny bit further without going all in relationship. We do have a few friends in common, specifically his ex and my ex, Eek, so I don't know if a serious thing would work. I really want to make out with him. Help me possibly do that, maybe, please. Big love. Meow. 
G. Firstly, sorry, after that G, there's XOXO. So can we be entirely sure that this is not um, Dan Humphrey? Dan Humphrey. <laughs> Spoilers for Gossip Girl, but if you oh. don't know how Gossip Girl ends by now, I cannot help you. Like, I just can't. And I don't believe that there's anyone being told, like, there's this, like, groundbreaking show that came out a little while back and you just have to watch it and people are like mm, yes it's not like the wire anyway 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 um i have never done this i have never escalated a friendship into a casual boning sitch mostly because like i find casual boning sitch is quite strange <laughs> but not for other people just for me and i tried really hard to be like you know Casual boner girl. Why am I saying boner girl? I just, I don't know what's, anyway. I tried to, I tried to have like, um, <laughs> I tried to have a carefree summer one. God, I hope my parents don't listen to this podcast. It's a strange thing to navigate. I don't know, you don't say if you like are used to having kind of casual sexual encounters, but it is a bit of a minefield. And also, especially when you've got friendship thrown in there too, even though you might not want anything more, like, there is the potential for things to get a bit complicated. Um, especially with the whole exes thing, which I find fascinating. So wait, it's your ex and his ex. Who are the friends that they have in common? I feel like from this email, their exes are friends with each other. Right. But they might just be common friends with both of them separately, not with each other. In any case, the exes are around. The first question I come to is, <laughs> when you say sexy times, is it 100% sex definitely all in straight away because i feel like not straight away well that's what i mean like so i think the, very I mean, sometimes <laughs> lol <laughs> i feel like sometimes um the question or the prospect feels a lot more overwhelming because you're immediately going to like the like the <laughs> the big part <laughs> you know bone town bone town usa mm-hmm. um so if you think about it as like well maybe like sometimes we would just like casually like kiss or whatever i don't know because there's not it does seem to be like it's not a relationship you said but it is a crush but a tiny bit further do you think a crush having a crush on someone that you have a friendship with that feels different to having a crush on someone where you're just like physically attracted to somebody like yeah must bone <laughs> Yeah, I think it's different for several reasons. One of which there's, like, the risk of... You feel the risk of, like, losing that friendship. Yeah. Secondly, you don't want them to feel, like, betrayed. Like, you've been hiding something from them. Yeah. Thirdly, you're like, do I actually like them or are we just close? Yeah, I think those true. are the questions that kind of come into play. I would say, like, maybe start thinking of it as, like, a smaller question. Like, is this someone who you literally want to make out with it sounds like from your sign off then yes yeah then like in what situation would you want that to be ideally would you want it to be like around other people like when you're out or would you want it to be kind of private all right so then how do you put yourself in that situation where you can like propose it (laughs) propose it as an evening plan (laughs) yeah like how do you define that because i mean also we're getting ahead of ourselves because we don't know how he feels about it at this point oh yeah that's true (laughs) so like you just gotta be like yeah I think you have to ask I do think you have to ask as yeah well. I um have been told that some people use like can I kiss you as like a thing mm-hmm. like I say I've been told uh my boyfriend told me that he's done that to people before done that to people is a really weird <laughs> phrasing um he served that question up. but like we've talked about it before like yeah. the idea of like you know asking 
like if you can kiss someone or like just you know some kind of consent conversation can be like kind of hot and part of the you know and it makes sense if you haven't ever gone there before to be just to literally just be like hey like the look of you yeah can i suck on your well, mouth <laughs> if not no worries yeah seriously totally fine. fine we'll suck something else not <laughs> Not of yours. <laughs> not. Oh dear. Not suck something else of his. Make that very clear. Maybe have a prop. Like a... Lollipop? Lollipop. <laughs> that you just bring out. Sure. Everything's bad. Maybe a mouth guard. The I game is suck and blow, Elton. Oh my god. <laughs> Everything I say is awful and terrible. Um, no, you're good. Um, there is a chance that you don't actually want to have sex with this person. And I, I know that you think you do, and I'm a stranger telling you that maybe you don't. But I have in the past, especially with friends, like decided I kind of have a crush on somebody. And then when it gets down to it, been like, oh my god no I don't and it's like you know you kind of have to explore it to know whether or not that's the case but it's happened to me a couple of times where like I've just been like yeah I really enjoy this person and like you know they're a guy and I'm attracted to guys and like maybe maybe this is a thing and then have like voiced that or been or like you know made myself more open to that and then have been like as soon as someone tries to kiss me or tries to like be flirty or whatever have been like Oh God, no, you are my friend and nothing more. And I've made a terrible error. So it's always worth, you know, just testing to find out if if you actually want to go on a nice trip to Bone Town. I agree. I think that's really true. Um, but I also don't want to dissuade this. Like if this is a thing that, you know, I mean, yeah, it would go we'll against the title out. of the podcast. <laughs> it's true. I think that um, your best bet is to just put yourself out there and, and tell him how you want to make out with his whole face. Um no no <laughs> absolutely do not do that even his eyebrows they really no. do it for you no I would go small like a nostril yes not to suck on your nostrils <laughs> anyway answered that question good we did it I'm gonna read the next one which is from a wow I almost feel like I'm being cut off <laughs> <laughs> yes um it's from a runal who is a she and she says Dear Lex and Rosianna, how do I get my boyfriend to start wearing cologne? Which is like aftershave for people who don't have cologne. Right? I mean, we don't really call it cologne in this country, do we? We don't really call it anything. Eau de parfum. That's what I call it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, in that voice. He doesn't smell like anything to me, which is not bad, but just a completely neutral scent. So I feel like something's missing. This is a very new relationship, so I don't feel like I can just buy some for him. I also think that scents are such a personal thing to pick out, it would probably be better for him to pick it out. How do I go about breaching this subject without him thinking that I secretly think he smells bad? Because I don't think that. Scentless in Seattle, and by Seattle, I mean London, Runal. That was a really good sign-off. Are you sure he's not, like, a demon? (laughs) Because he has no scent. Everyone smells like something, and even if it's really neutral, it's usually, like, washing powder or deodorant or shampoo. Because, like, I've dated multiple people who don't wear, like, any kind of aftershave, perfumey thing. They still have a smell. They still have a smell, and it's still, like, if, you know, they leave a t-shirt at my place and then I wear it for a week because I'm weird and I'm like I think you're normal mm, I don't know I think I'm living out the fantasy of what a girlfriend's meant to be <laughs> like I don't actually need to wear this like t-shirt especially like my current boyfriend's t-shirts are not that big on me it's yeah. not like I can wear it as a dress and skip about the place but it's like that's what girlfriends do they wear their boyfriend's shirts 
know what the fuck is that voice i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm a demon um Um, how do you test if your boyfriend's a demon though do you just put him outside see if he sparkles is that no that's vampires um with a demon i'm gonna google it how to test if someone is demon i like that anytime i google i always just miss out some words how test if someone is you don't need to write the whole thing though um, I don't understand people you don't, who write it's just, it's just in Google. Yeah, it's just what keywords, but it's also like, it just makes me sound ridiculous. Um, Alright, so I'm on the Catholic News Agency. <laughs> Recognising the difference between someone who is possessed... Good Lord, or... <laughs> Quite. <laughs> I'm sorry, I read two sentences on the Catholic News Agency and already... Oh boy. Recognising the difference between a person who is possessed and a person struggling with mental illness... What? Um, is a vital part of the Ministry of Exorcism. Um, mm. sorry? Alright. Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah, Mental Health Awareness. It's probably not possession by a demon. I just said possession. <laughs> because you're so horrified I'm a, that your voice was possessed by a demon. I'm basically making as much sense as the Catholic News Agency. Um, oh dear. Okay, well this isn't really helping me. How tell if someone is demon physically? <laughs> Are they evil reptilians? Okay, well, if they're a reptile, they don't like being cold. So you could test that. Give them a cold glass of water. Show them a bug. Does he eat it? Might be a lizard person. <laughs> Good points there. All of Do they? Oh, have you ever seen him consume physical food? Or does he just feed upon the excessive emotional energy emitted by humans and other species? That's quite a good test. Yeah. Go for dinner. Have you ever seen him eat your emotions? <laughs> or chips? If it's chips, not a demon. Um, does he communicate with other people through energetic threads? Sorry, no. Does he communicate with other demons? through energetic threads I don't know oh okay apparently you might see like a portal ooh (laughs) I have further questions tarot cards (gasps) ooh Rosianna is a demon wait I have some right here oh god demon get away from me if the the TV or radio turned to white noise around him he's a demon that's probably you got a demon on your hands I think so especially now that we're all on like digital yeah that would be quite weird Any person with low self-esteem is susceptible to attacks from demons. I mean, tell me about it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so sad. This is really tragic. Um, basically... <laughs> Everyone's a demon? No, here, here's what happens. If you're born in a certain sign of the zodiac, demons can more easily get to you. What which about sign? What about Leo? It actually doesn't say which signs. I think uh. it's just scaremongering. Uh. No one can get me, I'm a fish, I live in the sea. Um, the second is the gene mix. People with higher quantities of reptilian DNA are more susceptible. I don't have that many reptiles in my family. So. Actually, we both like do the lizarding thing, which is that we both love sun and we lie out in the sun and like, you know, with sun cream on, obviously guys, be safe. Um, but like we both just lizard in the heat and feel really good in the sun. So I think we have a high amount of reptilian DNA. So Rosianna and I are demons. But that wasn't a surprise to anyone. That wasn't your question. But is your boyfriend a demon? <laughs> yeah. Which also wasn't your question, no. to be fair. <laughs> is your boyfriend a demon? What I've done in the past is said, like, do you ever wear any aftershave? Like, that's literally, like, what I've said to people. Like, especially, like, if you're putting on some perfume or something, then it's, like, the prime moment to be like, oh, do you ever wear any? Mm-hmm. And, like, they might say, like, oh, yeah, I do usually, but I just haven't bought it recently. Or they might say, like, no, nah, it's not really my thing. Or, like, 
strong smells give me a headache, which like is a thing for some people. So you can like, are you trying to do my cards right now? No, I'm so I'm nervous. Roseanne's going to do my cards. No, I'm not doing your cards. <sighs> um, <laughs> so like, you could gauge whether or not it's just that like he's not that into aftershave or whatever. In which case, you probably shouldn't be like, trying to like push it on him and be like, you must smell this way for me. Um, or he may just not have considered it. In which case, you could be like, you know, oh, they'll just buy you some for your birthday or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean. Is it that big a deal? I don't know. I feel like scent is quite important, but I'm sure I'm sure he has a scent. Yeah, he probably unless he's a demon. Unless he's a demon. Yeah, but like you might, it might just be if you said it's quite a new relationship, mm. you might not really notice what it is yet because I think when you first start dating people, you don't really recognize it because you, you know, you haven't seen them enough to associate something really specifically with them that's not a strong smell. But eventually, you'll be like, oh, I know exactly what his like particular mix of like his shampoo, deodorant, and washing powder smells like. And then yeah. that becomes that person's scent. And it's like authentically their scent, not a scent that you've tried to give them yourself, which which is always like a weird thing. Like if you pick out an aftershave you like and give it to someone, it feels like it's not really them. It feels too packaged in a way. Yeah. Um, it's like what you think a boy should smell like. But it is always funny, especially when I was in the US, I used to go to Sephora sometimes and like when I was looking through the girls, I used to look through girls' perfume and sometimes I'd like end up in the men's because it's right next door and stuff that you don't realise when it, you're in there. And I just smell things and I was like, oh God, that <laughs> smells like X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, I still... Love of my life, X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime I smell Lynx Africa on the wind, <laughs> It does it for just, you. Just, just really does it for me. It's the, like, the Polo Ralph Lauren, like, one, two, three ones that this smell is because Rosanna, like, Exeter. posh people, They yeah. smell exactly like Exeter, and I'm like, oh my god, that's that person. Um, I just, yeah, I, anytime I smell aftershave, it's almost always because it smells like a particular ex-boyfriend of mine who wore an aftershave that apparently everybody wears, and I'm always really paranoid that he's standing near me, Yeah, which he's, he never is. Lynx especially, like, Lynx yeah. smells like so well, many people. Lynx is, like, your teenage years. I was yeah. saying the other day that, like, the smell of my teenage years is, like, cigarettes, because I thought that was really cool. Chewing gum, because we always were just always chewing gum, because we were worried that someone, you know, we were going to kiss, and... Yeah. You're also smoking all those cigarettes. I was smoking all those cigarettes <laughs> and hiding it from my parents. But then also, yeah, like, Lynx Africa. Oh, God. I know. It's so bad. I think also the other, I mean, there are lots of other, like, fun scents like scented activities so like if you are in a situation where there is like male and female gender divided um (laughs) sense by the way it's so silly yeah Um, (laughs) just thinking about that right now what a weird concept i know it's bizarre if you're in that environment that could be fun to like a fun conversational prompt like have you ever worn something yeah um which one do you like most whatever um, but then also there's this really great newsletter called The Dry Down by Helena Fitzgerald and Rachel Syme, who are two amazing writers um, and very like good people to follow on Twitter, if you're, <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. And they basically write a newsletter about perfume and about scent, and it's really fun. And I feel like if you really want to like <laughs> bring up the scent conversation, then maybe recommended reading perhaps <laughs> i saw that i saw people talking about it maybe even you talking about it yeah. and i was like how does it work to have a newsletter that is about it's like if you review perfumes on youtube or something it's like how <laughs> i don't know if they do it very well it's such a weird thing because you can describe smells but you also can't <laughs> toothpaste and freshly mown grass yeah exactly coincidentally our next question is from luna lovegood we should maybe just ask her directly how she felt about the depiction of um 
Neville. Hi, Relax. <laughs> I've just started my junior year of high school and have come to the realization that I am friendless. I've always known that I'm not super popular, but it wasn't until the past few months that the reality of how friendless I am hit me and realization that I really do want a close group of people to love. I technically still have a group of friends I could hang out with, but we've never been close and they all bother me a whole lot more than anything else. I also have my one and only true friend, but she has her own group of people to, well, mostly get high with, and since I don't do drugs, I don't think I fit in with them very well. I feel like I'm friendly with a lot of people, and I'm trying to strengthen those connections, but so far it's been a failure. Yes, I mean straight up, wanna hang out this weekend? Oh sorry, I have to wash my hair, conversations. I've sort of forced my way into hang sessions, as they're called, and I just feel like a bother the whole time. I've even tried just enjoying my own company and learn how to be happy by myself, but it mostly just ends by crying in the bath. I believe I am a genuinely likeable person, but nobody else seems to have gotten the memo. Of course, this is all made worse by social media, and I've been spending a lot of weekends sitting at home watching everyone's Snapchat stories of their friends while I eat ice cream and listen to sad music. I feel incredibly sad and lonely, and I don't know how the hell to fix it. Sad regards, Luna Lovegood, because she's a great person who no one appreciates in the book. This is heartbreaking. This makes me sad. I felt that way as well. Um when all my friends ditched me to take drugs when I was, like, 14. So, I mean, I feel you. Um, and I, f- I feel like the advice that we give when people talk about, like, making new friends and stuff probably applies here, which, so I apologise if you've heard it a million times before. But it's really about, like, going outside the groups that you've already interacted with. Because it... Like, it is really hard when everyone's formed their own groups already. And especially if you feel like you're kind of on the edge of groups and you're trying to, like, kind of not force your way in, but, like, be, you know... Sometimes it feels that way. It literally feels like you're trying to, like, elbow your way in and just be like, accept me. I want to be core to this group. And it's so hard because, like, you feel like friendship is something that should come naturally and grow over the years. But it's just not like that a lot of the time. It is something that is very, um, you know needs management, needs effort and management. But yeah, I mean, I guess like what we all, literally what we always say is, why don't you join a club? Which is exactly what people's parents say, I think. It's always like, oh, can't find any friends. Why don't you join a club? But like, it doesn't even have to be a school related thing. I personally, next week, am joining a choir. Oh, I did not know this. Yes. Secret facts. I decided this yesterday. (laughs) Um, because there is a choir that practices really close to our flat. And sometimes if the wind is right, you can hear them. And they just seem really cool. And they, they don't, it's, it's not audition based. You can just go. And I've decided to just go. And it's definitely not going to be the kind of people I would normally socialize with. It's probably going to be like a much older demographic. Um, I don't think that like joining the local choir is the cool hip thing that all the people in their mid twenties are doing in central London. But that's good because it means it's going to open me up to like lots of new people and being kind of pushed together in that kind of situation where friendship isn't like the number one goal but you will end up spending a lot more time with people and and completely new people that you wouldn't normally meet um and it could end in some friendship i'm hoping i'm gonna make some friends who are at least 20 years older than me because then i'll get to know about you know more things in the world what's it like in 20 years time I mean they don't live in the future I think I'm confused about how aging works (laughs) but still what is it like I think that yeah I think it's a really good idea um I have a lot of friends who 
joined like community netball teams and um, other community sports teams and a lot of the time the people in them weren't their peers they were like a lot older or a little bit younger um and in some ways it's not even like it is also about the people that you meet there but it's also just having something to do so you're not at home like yes looking at situations it doesn't have to be something that costs any money hopefully there's something near you that you can join like that that doesn't cost any money and if you look at like the um community notice boards on your in your local cafe like I'm sure there is something like that even if it's a bit strange (laughs) like um so that's one thing to do um and then I mean it is just like I really do feel for you because nothing feels worse than feeling like you're not wanted or like you're being intrusive in the conversation um I'm so glad you do have that like your one and only true friend as you described her um but also I wonder whether it's a conversation a little bit of a conversation that you can have with her like not in any sense of like trying to guilt her or or say you know obviously you don't like her friends but more just like ask for her advice and say if there's anything that she thinks that you could do um to kind of get involved with more people I also think that there's this like friendship group myth that you know we've been fed by shows like Friends where it's like as an adult you will have this really close-knit group of friends then you'll all hang out together and you know you do see other people doing that in school which is a proximity thing because you like spend so much time every day with people that it is easier to form those groups but actually as you get older friendship isn't really like that like you will have groups but you'll probably have like spread out groups and you also have like individual people who are your friends and your life won't be like sitting around in a coffee shop with your like group of friends it will probably be like oh sometimes I hang out with this one person on their own or sometimes I go meet up with these two people that I knew from this one thing I did one time and like I know that I sometimes feel like it would be a lot easier if I just had my one group of friends that I always hung out with but it also probably wouldn't be that healthy um because I'd never like you know I'd just be in the comfort of my little ring of people and never leave it whereas actually like yeah as an adult I have friends like spread out everywhere I have friends from uni I have friends from college I have like all these different groups and like people I met through lots of different things including the internet hey hey um and it's just yeah I think it's just like um it's it's this horrible unrealistic expectation that I do sometimes feel like I'm failing at as well and I'm sure plenty of people feel that way because it's like we're not living up to this magical ideal of friendship where we're just always surrounded with a happy laughing group of friends. Because also it does like, it is worth saying that lots of the groups that you probably see at school, they're not like happy all the time. They're probably not all super close all the time. And I remember all the groups in my school, so much of it was like drama and yeah. falling out all the time. And people like in the groups would be feeling left out almost all the time. There'd be people feeling that way. Um, I mean, I'm so what I guess what I'm just trying to say is like, there is no ideal model of friendship and you're not necessarily missing out on something by not having this like close knit group. And if you have your one friend who, um, you know, hangs out with the, with the druggy kids, you can do things with her that aren't centered around drugs, but you can also look elsewhere for other groups of friends. And that's fine. Like to have kind of, you know, spread out, spread out people. Don't put all your friends in one basket. It's just funny. I was talking about this in, um, therapy today. Hey, therapy. Um, because I was kind of explaining a situation and as I was explaining it, I had to like, sometimes in therapy, I'm like, I don't actually believe this, but this is how it feels. Yeah. yeah. I do that a lot. And so 
one thing I was explaining was like with friendship groups, sometimes it feels like things are like everyone, if you're outside of it, everyone who's in one feels very monolithic and like they all agree on the same things. And yeah. as you say, like there's always so much stuff going on within. Um, and sometimes, especially when you feel like on the outside, you feel like it's because of like events or jokes you don't get or just like mm-hmm. things you just don't enjoy talking about. It feels like there's something separating you from them more often than not. And I would say really in pretty much every single case that there is that like dynamic within those friendship groups where people like different things and are interested in different things. So maybe like sometimes if there are, if there are groups that you're like, oh, I definitely wouldn't get on with that crowd because they mm-hmm. all like this. Um, maybe there are people within that who you might connect with more. And um, I'd encourage you to seek out friendships with anyone who you feel kind of drawn to outside of necessarily their friendship group and that might mm. be the way forward because like as you were saying like social glue sometimes <laughs> can be very negative yeah and there are all these different like currencies within friendship groups that like often cement them together and a lot of the time it can be really nasty things it can be like talking shit about certain people yeah. and like are you talking about me no <laughs> no like talking shit about certain people and like i don't know like just this like weird it's almost like like the lads culture I don't know yeah just kind of like shared negative behaviours that are like normalised by doing it together yeah like, which is not a downer like friends are great <laughs> however friends are terrible I think that as you say the way we imagine friends and depict friends in our media is often completely fallacious yeah it ain't true it ain't true it's all a lie don't let them let you down yeah and like yeah, exactly as you said. Seek out people rather than groups. Because you're not going to be yeah. friends with a group. That's not how it works. You're friends with a person. Yeah. It's all about connections. Good luck. Good luck. Please update us. Take care of yourself. Woo. <laughs> Enjoy your netball club. <laughs> your bowling league. Now we move on to our thrilling section, which still doesn't have a good name. Please tweet good names at us, because we can't do creative thinking for ourselves, and I don't know why you expect we could. Um... A question from an anonymous person on the internet. Uh, This is another Yahoo Answers because they are, I mean, they're just gold. Um, Do you think your boyfriend following other girls on Instagram is a form of cheating? The top answer, it's flirting and it's not cool when he has you. What? Yeah. That is judged as the top answer. Wow. Um... It is not a form of cheating. There is no reason for someone that is in a relationship to follow girls on Instagram, but he's not cheating. Not yet. He may cheat on you if he keeps this up. That is a red flag. How would he feel if he knew you were following guys on Instagram? Talk to him. Ask him why he's doing that. Okay. <laughs> so much to unpack this. Let's talk a little bit about control. Um, okay, no, following someone on Instagram is not tantamount to cheating, in my opinion. No, uh, no. Like, is that, does that need to be said? No. But apparently it does. Like, sending someone on an Instagram a direct message like, let's meet up later and bone, would be cheating. Right. That's Unless you've agreed previously to have a yeah, relationship. Yeah, exactly. Relationship if it's outside that. the parameters of your relationship, then it's, it's literally like saying, like, my boyfriend saw a girl in the street. He's cheating now. Yeah. My boyfriend spoke to a girl guess he's cheating now. And I don't think it's exclusively heteronormative relationships, but I feel like it is very hetero to have that power dynamic of control over each other. 
That's something I see more. I don't know if we see more of it, though, just because we're so hetero. We're not, like, not we, but, like, as a society. Yeah. Although I am very hetero. <laughs> I feel, I just feel like it, it really goes back to that idea of, like, possession and property. Yeah, but then in this case, it's, like, the dude yeah. is... Oh, no, but as I mean, in, like, in both directions. Yeah. You've, yeah. like, marked that person as yours. And so immediately any person of the opposite sex is a threat and is someone who is a potential... Firstly, <laughs> sorry, there's just so many things. Firstly, is it, like, anyone they follow on Instagram? Is it, like, if you follow, like, Chrissy know. Teigen on Instagram? That then, is, now that is cheating. Then that's cheating? I, I, um... Oh, my God. Like, I mean, this is... Okay, so this is the exact uh, kind of thinking that you... Leads to people saying things like... I couldn't date someone bisexual because then I just couldn't trust them around anyone they were with. Oh my god. Which I've heard a lot. Not from, from, not from people I'm hey. friends with. <laughs> or just online. From the internet. Oh the god. magical place we call the World Wide Web. It's like, who do I have to put on my shit list? I know. Who do we have to run a friend on Facebook on their birthday? <laughs> um, seriously though, like, that is a thing that people say because they're like, well, obviously I can't trust my boyfriend when he's around girls. And, like, if my boyfriend were bisexual, then I couldn't trust him around girls or guys. It's this, like... Okay, we we, we romanticise jealousy, for one thing, which is grim. It's really hot when Edward is really jealous of Jacob. Is a thing I probably said when I was 15. So Like, we, like when Harry had that dragon purring in his chest every oh time. Oh my god, that was, like, the worst right? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I get very angry about... Which book is it? Six. Book six. Harry... Has a, has a monster in his chest every time he sees Ginny. And either the monster is angry because she's making out with other people, or the monster is purring because <laughs> she's being nice to him. And I'm just like, take the monster to the vet, put it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, anyway. So, right, okay. So first of all, we romanticize jealousy. And second of all, jealousy is a thing that comes from insecurity and a lot of the time we do feel really insecure about ourselves, especially as like teenagers, like when you're younger. I mean, obviously for a lot of people that goes further on in life and it's no good. But like, I understand jealousy because I was jealous and it was all based obviously on my own insecurity. And I wouldn't have thought that my boyfriend following someone on Instagram was cheating. But like, if I noticed that my boyfriend was liking someone's pictures a lot, I would have had like this like inkling like oh what if something's gonna go wrong but obviously that was all just about how I was feeling about myself and the relationship I was in which was like bad and bad so it's just really about like recognizing where that comes from thirdly it can then tip into the line of like being controlling and like emotional abuse so there's a lot there's a lot of layers to this yeah delicious horrible cheesecake um, are there layers in cheesecake? Yes, biscuit layer, cheese layer, two layers. <laughs> so there's at least two. I'm gonna list all the layers: biscuit. I cheese. like the part where you ask yourself questions and then you answer them by yourself. It really makes for a group. I don't eat. I'm vegan and I don't really eat. I mean, sometimes I eat like a a tofu cheesecake. I haven't had cheesecake in like years. Why? Why? I have a reason not to. I just don't like. I like cheesecakes. I just haven't had one. Oh, it's very upsetting. My um. My housemate at uni, just any time he, like, had a good day or a bad day, would buy a cheesecake and eat the whole thing. Aww. But, like, I don't... I, like, literally don't understand how his body worked because he could probably eat about eight cheesecakes and he'd be, like, still hungry. 
Well, it's like boys, eh? Growing boys. What's that bit in uh, the West Wing? Is like you're in your twenties, you could eat Tupperware and you'd be fine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, West Wing quote of the episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's really fucked up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, like, firstly, as you say, it comes from a point of insecurity. I get it. Like, if you feel unsure of yourself and unsure of your partner's relationships with other people, that's something that you need to sort out with yourself and with your partner. That's not Mm -hmm. something you need to... I think sometimes what this does lead to, especially with, like, when things are phrased that way, is people then being annoyed at the girls that your partner is following or the boys or whomever it may be. Like, they're after your man. Yeah. And, like, and I, you know... Oh, like, he was liking her post. She's a... I hear... You know that phrase I hear far too much my liking is insta-slut? I have literally never heard that in my life. I hear it, like, Did you hear this on Love Island? No! Because that was before Instagram was big. Um, Wait, so you're watching old Love Island? I watched watched the first... I watched the first series of Love Island, which came on in 2016. That was... Instagram wasn't that big then. People were just starting to get better phones. But we, I mean, we were doing Instagram. Yeah, because we're trendy. Mm, yes. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think that there's this real... And this whole... I don't know. There's, like, a there's like a really shitty culture around, I don't know, sh- like, shaming people who are doing whatever the hell they want with their own lives. And then, just because someone you like chooses to follow them, then that person who is putting whatever they want to put on the internet is suddenly the person to blame for that. Yeah. Um... As if it's something worthy of blame. Yeah. Or as if you don't need to have a conversation with your partner about, like, where you're at. But it is, it's controlling it, like, it's inherently controlling to say that it's, like, just by following them, they're cheating on you in some way. I think it would be, like, okay. I understand being upset by it. Like, I don't agree with it. No, I understand, yeah, I understand, like, the irrational feelings that go into it, but that doesn't mean that it's, like, I get, okay, Maybe I'm... Okay, I could be wrong. I'm going to put something out there, and it could be wrong. Okay, that's fine. I think that if your partner was, like, for example, always liking pictures of people in skimpy swimwear, mm-hmm. and that made you personally uncomfortable, that it would be okay for you to have a conversation with them to say, within the parameters of our relationship, that doesn't make me comfortable. And that would be fine. As long as you're not saying, like, you know, you're obviously cheating on me because of this. Or, like, I'm going to control your access to social media. Or, like, I think you should quit Instagram or whatever. I think if you just say, like, hey, that is making me uncomfortable. and makes me feel this kind of way. And that's kind of a boundary that I need in our relationship. I don't think that would be wrong. Am I right or am I wrong? I think that that is fine as long as it's posited as a conversation, not as an absolute statement. Yeah, like, it's fine for you to say that actually this isn't absolute for me personally but that has to be engaged with in conversation yeah for you to say that it can't just be like stop liking people's pictures in the swimwear or you're dumped because this is whatever yeah that was my impression of a person a human (laughs) person by the way that's what i think people sound like do you think your boyfriend following other girls on Instagram is a form of cheating? And the answer is, okay, let's say our answer at the same time. Right. After three, we'll see if we say the same thing. Okay, okay. One, two, three. No. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> I was going to say yes, but then I figured that you'd be the troll in this dungeon. I mean, you're always right. Shockingly, we don't think it's cheating. 
Um, but if you disagree with us, I would love to hear more about no it. No one's going to disagree with us. <laughs> Consider disagreeing with us on our Patreon. Um, you can any donations accepted from one dollar onwards. One dollar to a million, but no more than a million. Please calm down. Put really? that wallet away. Speak for yourself. No, just a million only. Thanks. Just want to own property in London. Is that so much to ask? If we split a million, then we could pay for the deposit. <laughs> We'd have five hundred thousand each, and that would be enough for the most of Maybe for a, a large deposit on a flat. Like a studio, I could get like a studio flat. And like zone yeah, you three. could buy a whole studio flat or you could put a £500,000 deposit and pay a little mortgage. But you don't want to put go over that on your first property because of stamp duty. Stamp duty is a You know what, I really, I stopped listening this so This is really instantly. a hot conversation on your favourite um, crushes, romance, friendship and kissing podcast. Stamp duty. Stamp it's duty. really hot. Financial awareness is sexy. Do we need to say things are sexy in order to make them appealing to the mass demographic discuss? Yes. All anyway. of history says yes. <laughs> Sorry. This just went on so many tangents. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thanks. Our theme music is by Orla Gartland, who has new music out now. Also, by the way, oh wrote a song for BTS, apparently. I still don't fully understand. I know what BTS... Okay, BTS is a band. Yeah. Are they a Korean band? Yes. I know that they are a boy band a k-pop boy band and that people love them and i've never heard a single song of theirs and it'll probably stay that way until all song comes out Orla, it's not all song but she co-wrote she a co-wrote song a song for, for them yes i hope she got that sweet dollar oh, i really do too and i hope it introduces more people to her amazing music which you can check out on wherever you listen to music really spotify apple music google play music and uh if you want to throw some uh money her way then support it by buying it or see her shows she's great wait 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 wait, wait 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 no give us money first for, oh. the, for the podcast, then give all the money if there's any left over. You've got to chill yourself out first. Rosanna, okay. we talked about this. Sorry. We didn't talk about this. We'll remember. I'm acting. <laughs> oh my God, we have to end this podcast. <laughs> okay, well you can follow us on Twitter at MakeoutWithHim and remember you can send in your questions, but please include your pronouns to MakeoutWithHim at gmail.com. Please send questions. I know she just said that, but I'm really double, double please send questions because we need those questions. We've got to eat. Bye. Hashtag Prince Harry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh it's going to be a nightmare to edit. Bye.